Hey there, friend. Listen, I want to invite you to join me for an upcoming presentation I'm offering called How to Shift from Willpower to Want Power. If you're tired of feeling like you have the best of intentions with food and weight, only to have it all fall by the wayside by the time your head hits the pillow at night, then this is for you. If you're interested in making permanent weight loss easier and less of a struggle, then this is for you. If you're curious what want power is, which you probably should be, and can't wait to learn how to incorporate it into your journey toward peace and freedom around food, then this is for you. I'll be presenting live twice on Wednesday, May 1st, 2024, at both noon and 7.30 p.m. Central Time Zone. I'll answer your questions live and we'll have a really good time together. But if you can't make either of those days, I'm not going to make you get a replay emailed into your inbox only for it to get lost and never be watched no matter how deeply you want to make time to go through it. Because I mean, honestly, who are we kidding? (laughs) We've all done this, including me. No, instead, we are offering multiple watch parties for several days after the live presentation. So come watch the replay with other doctors and interact in the chat with them and my team. So either way, whether you come live or to a watch party, it will be worth your time for sure. All you have to do is register at katrinaubellmd.com forward slash want power. That's katrinaubellmd.com forward slash W-A-N-T-P-O-W-E-R. See you there. You are listening to the Weight Loss for Busy Physicians podcast with Katrina Ubell, MD, episode number 97. Welcome to Weight Loss for Busy Physicians, the podcast where busy doctors like you get the practical solutions and support you need to permanently lose the weight so you can feel better and have the life you want. If you're looking to overcome your stress eating and exhaustion and move into freedom around food, you're in the right place. Hey friend, how are you? Welcome back to the podcast. I have another great coaching call for you today. I get so much great feedback from you guys that this is so helpful for you. So, so excited to be able to offer this one for you. I know it's going to help so many of you. Enjoy. All right, Mary, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. All right. So tell me what you'd like coaching on today. I would like coaching today on stress eating or emotional eating at work, particularly. Yes. I I do okay on my days off, but when I'm at work and especially like when I get home from work, I really just want to shove carbs into my face. Yes. Okay. So tell me more about that. Tell me more about what's going on for you at work, how you're (laughs) feeling when you come home, all of that. (laughs) So I live in Tallahassee, but I work in a rural ER, so I drive an hour to work when I work. I leave at about 5.30 in the morning, and then I don't get home at night until between 8 and 9 p.m. It's a Mm -hmm. very long day on the days Mm -hmm. that I work. Mm -hmm. Since it is a rural ER, we don't have a lot of resources, so it is stressful. You see things, and you're just like, you know, I don't always have everything that I would like to have. Okay. Uh, And obviously there's always just sort of just stressors at work anyways. And so I find (laughs) that I just, you know, even on the days where I pack my lunch and I bring it, it's like by the time lunchtime hits, I'm just sort of like, 
whatever. I'm not like, I just bail on my plan. Mm -hmm. And that's really frustrating for me. Like, obviously, you know, I have like willpower and drive because I made it through medical school and all of that. So (laughs) I can accomplish things, but I cannot stick to that dang plan. Yeah. You know, we have this fabulous cafeteria lady who makes fantastic fried chicken and (laughs) happens to be the problem. You need to get her fired. (laughs) It brings it to me. It's free. I can't turn her down. So yeah. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious, right? We're like, no, yeah, for real. It's all these excuses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Her banana pudding is so good. I just <laughs> every week I have to have it. Oh my God, that's so funny. Okay, so then you leave work and what's happening on your drive home? I listen to podcasts and <laughs> I try to decompress some, but you know, I get home, I'm a single mom. Mm-hmm. And so I get home and my son is usually awake and, you know, I'm trying to do that kind of stuff. And I just find myself either, sometimes I'll just snack on things I shouldn't really be snacking on, but there are times where I'm just too exhausted and I just go straight to bed. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I've also like not done a great job with my eating plan at work that day either. Yeah. Okay. And then you were saying when you get home, a lot of times you just want to eat all the carbs. Right. So, so yeah, tell me what is going on for you, like what you're actually feeling when that's happening. I think it's a cross between just sheer exhaustion and Mm -hmm. like anxiety. Okay. Especially if I have to work again the next day, because it's a pretty Mm -hmm. short turnaround. Mm -hmm. If I don't have to work the next day, Sometimes I'm just, it's just sheer exhaustion and I can usually just sort of meander my way to bed. But Mm -hmm. if I'm anxious about like, like I got to get up early again tomorrow and I got to get this done, I got to get that done. Then I find myself snacking a lot more. Mm -hmm. Okay. So let's just fill in the rest of that model. So the circumstance is that you are working two days in a row and you're in between those shifts. And so the thought we're going to find, but your feeling is exhausted and anxious. Mm -hmm. And your action then is you eat a bunch of carbs. Mm -hmm. And the result is that you don't follow, you know, basically don't, you're not in integrity with yourself, right? With what you said you're going to do and gain weight. Right. Right. And then I get frustrated or I think like, well, why can I lose this weight? You know, it's like that fear of failure. That Mm -hmm. makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So isn't that so interesting? Because it's like, I don't want to fail. So let me just fail right now. Right. Failing feels so bad. So let me just, I'll just take care of it. Cut to the chase and just keep right. it. Let's yeah. just, yeah. It's like the worst case scenario is what's already happening. Right. <laughs> <You know>? right. <laughs> so interesting. So what is your thought about, about working two days in a row after you've done one shift anticipating the next that makes you specifically feel anxious so that you end up eating carbs to feel better? And I don't know if it's so much eat, the eating at night that I think like it's the eating at work during the day where I just feel really anxious and exhausted. Okay. And I, I mean, I guess at the most basic level, the thought is this food is going to make me feel better. Like, you know, if I eat the salad that I brought, I'm still going to feel tired or hungry. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? You know, like a sugar burner, like I'm going to feel. Mm-hmm like shaky or dizzy or whatever. Whereas if I sit here and I eat this Mexican or whatever high calorie, you know, I won't feel that way and and I'll make it through the afternoon. Okay. So before that even happens though, 
What are your thoughts about the two days of work in a row then that are making you feel anxious? It's just tiring. <laughs> I think that's what it's a, usually I work I mean, it's like two to three ahead. days in a row. It's just sort of exhausting because you leave at 5.30 in the morning, you don't get home till nine o'clock at night, you're trying to take care of all the house stuff. Yeah. Uh, so is it really like this is exhausting? I mean, it might just be yeah. as that. Yeah. Okay. It's exhausting. Yeah. And yeah. I feel that, and there is some, like, I feel bad because I don't get to interact with my son much on those days. Mm-hmm. And I am a single mom. I'm the only parent he has. And so there is some guilt there. Like, I just feel like I'm sort of disconnected from him on those days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you think that creates some anxiety? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And guilt. Just, you know, you feel like mm-hmm. those mom things, you feel like bad parents. Right. Okay. Okay. And then, and then that probably drives you to eat as well, right? Like just wanting some comfort food. Right. Right. Okay. Exactly. And then that result is you're not any more connected with him or anything, right? Less, yeah. less anxious, but just gaining weight. Right. Okay. Still disconnected. Okay. So I just want to go through that with you a little bit because that's actually, this is good. This is how we like dig in, right? Because it's like, you know, things are exhausting and you work a few days in a row and you can do all of that. But I, I think that it's your thoughts more about your son and being away that mm-hmm. are more of an issue. Cause like you can feel tired. That's fine. That's like been your whole adult yeah. life, right? <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much, you know, in, in, to one extent or another, but the circumstance is that you're a single mom to a son. Mm-hmm. And so that's a neutral fact. Like everyone would agree. Right. Like you're yep. Yep. Exactly. I'm, I'm, I'm it. This is it. You're it. Okay. And then your thought is I'm disconnected from him on the days I work. Mm-hmm. And then your feeling is guilt and some anxiety. Mm-hmm. And then your action is to eat food to comfort yourself. Mm-hmm. And then the result is that you gain weight, you're mm-hmm. still disconnected from him. You're not any closer right. to him. And, you know, you feel worse, basically. Right. Yeah. And I'm still tired because I'm overweight. So still it's tired, right. right. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, so physically, it might even feel worse. So what's so interesting about that is when, you know, you say, I'm disconnected from him on those days that I work, it really is, it's sort of like, I'm just letting you know, like, this is how it is. Like, this is how I feel, right? Right. But that is actually optional to think about that. Like that is a choice to think about it, that, that being away from him is being disconnected from him. So this is one of those things where it's like, we start to see it a little intellectually, yeah. but deep down we're like, no, <laughs> I'm not connected with him. But what's really interesting is what makes you connected to somebody? I mean, I guess with him, it's, it's interactions. I feel like. So he, does have autism. So it's not like I can call and have a meaningful conversation with him while I'm at work. Mm -hmm. So with him, it's, it is interacting and doing activities with him. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what I want to suggest though, is that connection is a feeling Mm -hmm. and actions don't create our feelings. So actions like interacting with him, you know, being around him, being physically present around him is an action. And right. that actually doesn't create our feelings. No, it's it's our thought, thought about it, yeah. that create our feelings. So you could be, you know, very far away from somebody yet still feel very connected to them because of the thoughts that you think about them. Right. 
Like that connection, that feeling of connection is only created for us by the thoughts that we think. And so when you have a thought that I need to be physically present with him in order to feel connected with him, and when I'm not with him, then I'm disconnected from him, which makes you feel mad. Right. Right. Like we're like, no, but this is how it is. We don't really realize like that is like this sort of belief construct that you've created for yourself that makes you feel really pretty awful. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be true. Like if I think it feels really true for you, but it's like, it's really just like, what if you could be totally connected with him and not be physically present with him? How would that change things? I don't think I would feel so anxious and guilty. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So it's like, so, well, okay. So how would you, so you wouldn't feel as guilty or as anxious. How do you think you would feel if you felt super connected to him, but you were at work and you knew you wouldn't see him for the next couple of days, really for anything meaningful? I just think, I mean, I just think I would feel okay. It wouldn't be something that I would be sitting there worried about. Mm -hmm. So maybe more like content Would that maybe more of a word. Yeah. And then if you're content, what would you do? I mean, I, I would just keep working. Like I wouldn't do anything really. Yeah. So you wouldn't eat. No. Probably. Or maybe eat the food you brought instead of the, the, right. um, the comfort food. Right. Right. And overall, like that result is like deeper connection with your son, mm-hmm. no matter where you are. Right. Which I think feels good for you. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. like for sure you benefit from that thought. Right. And yes. I think that I, I, you know, I want to just suggest that it's possible that he could benefit from that thought too, mm-hmm. because if you're always connected with him, then the way you show up with him is going to be different than if you're trying to make up for this perceived disconnection when you've been gone. Yes. Cause I do try to do that. And I know it's not good. Yeah. So it's interesting, right? Because it's really right. just like, no, I'm just disconnected from him. But it's like, no, what if you were connected. <laughs> I'm just that so cool, <laughs> right? Like, yeah. this is when it's like so good to just question everything we believe. Like, what if the opposite of what I believe is true? Like, that would be cool. Yeah. Like, that would be amazing, you know? <laughs> so then we have to play around with the idea of like, well, if I'm creating my feelings with my thoughts, what's a thought that feels true and believable to me about not being around him for a couple of days that truly makes me feel content and connected? Can you think of something? Mm. I mean, I know that he's happy, like when I'm at work that, you know, he he's either at school or he has a really good nanny. And mm-hmm. so it's not like he's ever wondering, you know, where, where I am or like having any sort of negative mm-hmm. effects from me being at work. And I mean, I, I am always connected to him because I mean, he's my kid. We have a close relationship. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I, I like, obviously I know logically that my being gone for 15 hours, like really isn't going to change any of that. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like you're saying though, right? Like we know it logically, like at a superficial level, we're like, yeah, 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 I'm sure he's fine. But it's like, why do I still feel so much guilt and anxiety? You know what I mean? It's like deep in your core, there's still that idea of like, things should be different than they are. Like what this situation is not good. You know, there's, there would be a better situation. That's if I was with him all the time. Do you think that would be better if you're with him all the time? No, I don't think that would probably be very healthy. 
Yeah. Okay. It's yeah. interesting to just even question that though. Yeah. You know, okay. to just realize like, actually, what if this scenario is the best possible scenario for him? He gets me, he gets his amazing nanny and he gets school. Yeah. Like, he's he got so many amazing, loving, supportive people in his life. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it is better because he does, and he gets multiple interactions. Whereas if it was just me all the time, I mean, yeah, where it would helps him with his development to be around different mm-hmm. people, different situations, different scenarios. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. Right. So coming back to that, I mean, I know you're not like at work thinking like, I'm really disconnected from my son right now. Like, you know, that's not like probably a thought you're thinking like on a regular basis, but what's going to happen is when you're at work, your brain is so efficient at thinking this. It's so like, you know, down regulated into the very efficient parts of your brain that are like, no, this is just how we perceive our lives, you know, this is what we do, that this is going to come up for you again, this, you know, feeling that sort of like guilt and anxiety and thinking about him. And so what I think would be helpful is for you to have a thought that you can go back to where you're like, Ooh, I'm, I'm in touch with this. Like I'm, I can feel this and I know what it's from. That's not how I want to think about it anymore. This is instead how I want to think about it. So I don't know what that thought was. Yeah. Be. Okay. So I'll give you some, I'll give you, I'll, I'll offer you some. To, okay. You might seriously be like, I'm not sure. Like you, I, I call that trying it on and like, you know, going into the wild, so to speak, okay. right? You got to be in the situation to see like, right. does this one work for me? Right. So one might be that me being here provides an amazing life for my son. Mm-hmm. That's true. So I think that's true, right? Because I yes, mean, you yes. go and you do this great job so you can make money so you can have this amazing school, <laughs> yes. right? I mean, for real, like yes, you are, yes. you are incredibly connected to him when you are providing value to other people, you get paid adequately for that. So you can provide him with all yeah, this. Yeah, that's the whole reason why I do this job. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. So you can feel very connected to him while you're working in this ER, knowing that what you're doing there is a fundamental part of you being an amazing mother to him. Right. Do you think that's true? I I do think that's true. I I mean, and that's the whole reason why I chose this job is so that I can provide a really, you know, nice life for him. Yeah. And not have to worry. So I think that when you dissociate connection with physical presence, then you can connect through different avenues, right? Like I'm connected with him because I'm bringing home the money that's required to live his life, his amazing life, get him all the help that he needs or, you know, support Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. education or whatever. So that's one that you could try. You could say like one might be the, one of the best ways I know to be connected with my son is just to think about him. Right. You know, like, like I am connected with him. I can think about him anytime I want to in my head. I can be right. stitching somebody up and yep. have <laughs> have I feel amazingly connected to my son because I can be thinking about him. I can be talking about him. I can be loving him even when he's not with me. I can feel right. very, very connected to him. So I think things like that will will be helpful or might be. I'll have to try it out. But in term in terms of you just being like, no, I am there with him in my head. But that's what's important. When you're there with him physically, you're also there with him in your head. Because you can be physically in his presence and be completely mentally checked out. Yes, I can. Right? So yes. it's like we think like oh, we need this physical presence. No, you like really don't at all. Think about people whose spouses are in the military and are deployed. 
Right. They can feel very connected and they don't see each other for many, many months, you know, sometimes more than a year. So it's just interesting to think about that, that idea. So, yeah. So it's like, we think it's all about the fried chicken, but really it's like mom guilt, you know, (laughs) it's just so interesting, right? So interesting. So what do you think about that? Do you think that's something that you can... Yeah, I think I think so. I mean, because that those are very like valid thoughts that are true. So yeah, I, I think I can try that. Yeah. What What's interesting is we will sometimes have thoughts and are like, but no, they're really true. But if that thought creates pain for you in some way, mm-hmm. you know, some sort of negative emotion in some way, it's worth questioning. Does thinking about it that way, even though it's true, actually serve me? Is there another true way of thinking about this that might have more of an upside for me? And working through that, then you're like, okay, the way I tell myself the story now of me going to work for a couple of days in a row, which are really long days, is now this story. You know, not the story of like, Ah, oh, like angst yeah. and like, you know, like my stomach's in knots and then I overeat a ton because I can't control myself and like, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> right. It's like a whole new story of like, this is the most amazing job because I get to have a whole bunch of days off where I get to be with mm-hmm. my son. Yeah. And on the days when I go to work, I batch it all. So I just get my work done and bring home the bacon so that, you know, he has everything he needs. And while I'm gone, he is super well cared for. And there's nothing more that I could do to be more connected with him. Right. That also can be true, right? Like that is now the story that you tell yourself about your life and your son. So it feels so much better, doesn't it? It does. It really does. Right. It does. One other thing I wanted to go back to is when you're talking about working in the ER and rural ER, where you don't always have all the things that you'd like to have. And so I kind of was jotting down a model as you were telling me things. And so I had that thought. It was, it was like the circumstance is rural ER. The thought was, I don't have everything I'd like to have. I think your feeling was stressed. Yes, because there are patients that come in and they're like critically ill and we know that we need to get them somewhere else, but we don't always have the means in a timely manner to do so. And that is incredibly anxiety provoking. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you know, this is what's so interesting, right? Because first you told me like that in the beginning you said stressed and now anxiety. And you know, when you think about those emotions, like stressed is kind of like sometimes kind of a little more surface level. It's like we use that. We're like, I'm just really stressed right now. But even anxiety, like anxiety is worry, like intense worry. And what you're worried about, it creates fear, right? There's really just fear. Like, tell me things that you're sometimes fearful of when somebody comes in as critically ill. Oh, that they won't make it until, till the next hospital. You know, like we're trying the best that we can to keep them alive, but you know, an ambulance or a helicopter may not make it in time. And that's incredibly fear provoking. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Right. So, so then, you know, you think about that, you feel so anxious, Mm -hmm. whatever the outcome is, whether they were, you know, okay or not, there was so much fear and so much anxiety created by that thinking that of course you're eating. Like what you told me right. was you bail on your plan. 
Yeah. Right? Because you're like, I just went through that. A salad is not going to cut. Yeah, right. It's like exactly banana pudding happens. all the way. Yeah, <laughs> right? that's exactly what happens. Right, exactly. So, so I, where I think sometimes it gets a little tricky is like, what am I just supposed to not care that this person might die? You know, like, but what you have to remember is that fear is not what's going to save them. Right. No. Right. You know, for sure, yeah. for sure, that's not going to save them. Certainly not going to get more resources in your ER. <laughs> Certainly not going to get, you know, any other hospital or transport there faster or sooner or anything like that. And, but it feels very useful in the moment, right? Like right. I should be yeah. worrying about them. Right. Because there's something to be worried about here. It's almost like it, we think it kind of fuels us to be like really on top of everything yes. and not miss anything, do everything that we possibly can, you know, within the realm of the resources that you have, right? Yeah. But what is so interesting to think about is what if you just felt confident that they were going to make it? <laughs> How would that change your experience? <sighs> so you don't, the scenario is the same, same resources, not sure if the helicopter is going to get there, but you're like, they're totally going to make it. I don't, I, honestly, I don't know because <laughs> it's really hard for me to imagine ever feeling that confident about it. Cause I do really worry about these people. Yeah. So this is what's interesting, right? You tell me if I'm, but this is my hunch of what you're thinking. You're like, I can't feel confident because I don't know. Right. Like, cause I they can't. still might die. Right. They might not make it. Right. What I want to offer is that confidence is just a feeling. It doesn't mean like to be confident doesn't mean you have to know for sure what the outcome is going to be. There's lots of times where we think it's going to be a certain way and it turns out a different way. So rather than feeling confident, which feels a lot better and then feeling sad that it didn't work out, which is a, a bigger kind of gradient, you know, it's a bigger difference between those emotions. We're like, you know what, I'm just going to feel like crap right now and be like really scared. Mm -hmm. And that way, if they don't make it, then, you know, I'm already feeling bad. I'm, I've already kind of like been disappointed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've already laid that ahead of time. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And so we think that it's so useful, like that this becomes such a habit way of approaching this. Mm hmm. That it's just like, you're not thinking about it. You're like, no, no, no. Like, I'm really worried about this person. Like this frenetic energy kind of, you know, that worry and that fear feels like very useful. Mm -hmm. But if you think about like, if someone, say you were in an ER that had everything you could possibly need, like level one trauma center, everything, like the works, the OR is ready, everything is ready. And someone's coming in and you're coding them. Mm -hmm. Might you feel different? I think I would feel... I would feel calmer in the fact that I would know that I could get what I needed. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But what you, it's not even necessarily always what you need. Like what you need is your brain power, your problem solving right. skills, right? Not right. necessarily more equipment or, you know, specialists or, you know, <laughs> a certain, you know, whatever thing is happens to be missing. Mm-hmm. Connecting to the part of you that can't be replaced, which is your incredible human brain in being able to help that person. Like, I think you'd feel more confident that you could really help them because of all the resources. But then your thought, it's your thoughts would be different because your thoughts would be creating the confidence 
but you'd think it's because of all the right you have, but it's right. not your resource. It's not the resources because you could have all these resources. And if nobody knows how to use them, yeah, it's not working. Right. It's right. Like it's still, that doesn't, that resources don't equate to people living or getting right. good outcomes, you know? For sure, people who work in level one trauma centers would be able to tell us that, yeah. right? Like people come in all the time and they have everything and they, they still don't make it, right? Right. But all I'm offering to you is it's just a, a suggestion to kind of play with in your brain this idea of what might it be like if I just decided confidently they were going to make it. And that doesn't mean that you're like, okay, they're tucked in. I'm off to the next page. Yeah. You know, tell. Like it doesn't mean that, right? Right. <laughs> it doesn't mean that you stop thinking about them or, or offering them what they need or helping them in the best ways that you can. But it's instead just creating an experience of helping them that might actually, well, for sure would feel better for you, at least for a good chunk of the time. Even if they don't make it, you'd feel bad at the end, but you wouldn't have felt bad the whole entire time. Right. And it might be interesting to just experiment with the idea of maybe you actually are able to come up with more creative solutions mm -hmm. to hold them over mm -hmm. if you're not coming from a place of fear. Right. And a lot of times they are saved, right? And they are okay. And you're like, I knew it. We're amazing. Yes. Look at us. Total badasses. <laughs> we don't even have anything. And we save this person's life. Right. Bring me my salad. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> right? right. <laughs> but, but, you know, playing with that idea of what might it be like, like, here's this person coming in, like the next time you have a shift, you know, like, here's this person coming in, like, they're going to make it. I'm just deciding right now they're going to make it. Because, you know, you might be like, but that's delusional. Look how sick they are. But it's also delusional to think that, you know, they're going to die. Right. Like right. you don't know, right? So it's like, if you really don't know, yeah. then why choose the one that is negative? Feel like ass. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. And then you're, you know, and then you end up eating. It's so interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so this is going to feel, this is what I always say, it like feels like petting a cat backwards because it's so just <laughs> weird and awkward and like, <laughs> huh? you know, <laughs> because for sure, I would guess for sure, since at least residency, this has sort of been a pattern, maybe mm -hmm. even before that. I mean, I think that the minute we step foot on the wards, you know, as medical students is when we start picking up on the culture and, oh, this is how we think about things. This is, I, I see, you know, this resident or this attending, they say this or think this. And, you know, we start kind of figuring that out for ourselves. So it's going to yes. take some undoing because it's very automatic. Like that fear and stress and anxiety is, is just going to be there mm -hmm. immediately. And then again, it's the same thing with that disconnection and feeling, feeling guilty. It's going like, oh, okay, I'm really feeling, I feel that fear right now. Mm -hmm. Like maybe I can change that into something else. One thing that you can change fear into because it feels very similar is excitement. Like some people say that excitement is fear plus breathing. <laughs> Because you think about when you're fearful, you're holding your breath, you're right. like, you know, but all those kinds of butterfly feelings and stuff, mm -hmm. similar to how you feel when you're really excited. Yeah. I mean, so true. when I feel afraid, sometimes I remember that and I actually make myself breathe. I'm like, okay, <laughs> okay, we're breathing. But it would be interesting to try that as a way to bring yourself out. Like this is like, this is exciting. This is why I'm in the ER to help right. people who are trying to die, get what they need. 
How yes. exciting. I mean, is- that is one of the reasons why I like ER is, yes. Yeah, right? So it's like, who better than me? I'm confident. I've got this. That's why I work here. If I needed all the resources, I would just go work in uh, ER that had them all. Instead, <laughs> I'm in this place <laughs> and providing incredible value to this rural community that really needs my help. Mm-hmm. Like I am the best person to be helping them right now. And keep breathing. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> right? But it would be so interesting how that might change your whole experience of it. And then after the, then the aftermath and seeing how that might be different, going like, well, that was fun. We just saved someone's life. Yeah. Right? Instead of like, yeah. oh my God, oh, I need right. to come down from that incredible, stressful event that just happened. Right. Like, why is the system broken that we don't have? <laughs> yeah. Right. Instead of going yeah. like, yeah, even with no resources, we are amazing. We did okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, would you say what percentage of the time do people in that kind of a scenario end up with a good outcome? At least that you know of, like they make it to transport. Most of the time. Yeah. Most, I mean, unless they, yeah, for most of the, yeah, majority of the time. They're so probably 90 scenarios where they don't, but yeah, 90% of the time. Yeah. Yeah. So imagine if 90% of the time you got to feel confident and amazing and excited through Mm -hmm. that whole process. Right. Rather than, you know, anxiety, worry, stress, fear. Like that would be pretty cool. And then you know what? Like 10% of the time you were super confident they were going to make it and then they didn't make it. And those, that sucks, right? And then you just have to be willing to feel that and go like, you know, our best wasn't good enough today. And that, that is, yeah. that's really sad. And letting yourself feel that instead of going, you know, I'll just feel it right away. Like, I'm just going to predict that they're not going to make it so I can protect myself because this person might die. And I feel like I need to brace myself for that possible bad outcome, knowing that that most of the time doesn't happen. Right. You know? Right. And I mean, I think one good thought to try if the person does die is, you know what? I didn't know what when I came in today, but today was a day when someone was going to die. Turns out today was a day where someone's going to die. Okay. Today's a day where I, where I got to feel this human emotion of sadness that this person lived where they live. So they couldn't get the, the support that they needed, mm-hmm. but you still then know you did your best from your best place, like from your absolute best Right. Place of thinking and problem solving and action, you know? Right. Yeah. So what do you think about that? I think that's fair. <laughs> think it's something that is I worth trying? Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. You totally have to tell me how this goes. I'm so excited <laughs> for you right now. <laughs> like, this is going to change your whole life. Because <laughs> yeah, I always do pack my lunch. I just never quite eat it. <laughs> and I spend a lot of time packing that sucker too. <laughs> Today's the day. Yeah, I, know. I, I did all this meal prepping and then I never eat it. It's terrible. <laughs> right. So now we just have to get to the point where your emotions while you're there don't make you feel so bad. Right. That you end up needing something else. Right. Like that's really what it comes down to. And it's so crazy when you really start to realize like you are literally the one creating this experience of your day for you. It's not what comes in the door. It's not the the support that you have or how short staffed you are or how you don't have support or resources or whatever. It's none of that is what's creating your experience. Think about people who go to like third world countries and disaster areas and they have like literally nothing right? And they're just like, oh my God, we helped so many people. It was like the most amazing experience I've ever had in my life. 
Like right. You don't need the resources. It's your thinking. Those people can also go and go, that was the most stressful thing I've ever done. It was so depressing. We could have helped people so much more. You know, that's probably also true. Yeah. But why choose to think about it that way? Because it doesn't change anything. It just makes you yeah. feel horrible. It just makes you feel bad. Yeah. 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 Like this is that stuff that really starts to change your whole experience of your life. Cause you're like, now I'm excited to go to work. Right. And I am tired of like anxiety dictating my reactions to everything. Right. You know, it sort of just sort of yeah. permeates. So it, it's sort of like anxiety is behind the wheel and you're just like hanging right, out. Right. Your life, you know? <laughs> and like, so every interaction I have, like, you know, it yeah. just sort of feeds. Yeah. Right. It just feeds all that. Yeah. It's like, it's so good to have that realization. So, you know, we're, what you have now is a lot of really good information for you to think about. And then you go into work going, okay, today I'm going to try it this way mm-hmm. and see what happens. And then for sure, someone's going to come in and try to die. And then you're going to go into your whole like kind of scenario, like you've always done in the past and at the end of it, you're going to be like, oh, right. What if that's <laughs> different? You know, and then you're going to practice that and go, okay, you know, I did have a few moments where I felt like, no, no, this is actually kind of exciting. This is why I do this. Okay, good. I just need to extrapolate on those next time. Right. Like, this isn't going to be like from one day to the next, you're like, really <laughs> never, you know, afraid <laughs> ever again. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but it's going to take practice and effort. But like, what else could be more worthwhile? Think about yep. the fulfillment that you get from your job. Not only are you completely connected to your son and providing this amazing life for him, you're also a total badass doctor who saves people's lives 90% of the time. I mean, yeah. what? And who's enjoying being at work. Yeah, exactly. I mean, seriously, I'm so excited for you already. <laughs> <laughs> Your life sounds amazing to me. <laughs> so I think you have enough homework <laughs> for today. Yeah. Do you have any questions about what we talked about? No, No, I don't. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much for being willing to come on the podcast. I know everybody's going to appreciate it so much. (laughs) Thank you. You're welcome. Did you know that you can find a lot more help from me on my website? Go to katrinauvelmd.com and click on free resources.